You're just telling me. I haven't stopped being a goofy. I mean, you're goofy. I'm still a goofy. I live in Lombard. Oh, okay, okay. So I live in Lombard. I'm all west. Um, I rub shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the I'm in the west now. I I like it here. It's too quiet, and um, yeah, and it's good to raise a son because you know my son is 18, and raising a black kid in Chicago was like a struggle for me. I always used to have my heart in my mouth. So I said, you know what? I need my sleep. So I moved here. I think it was one time we were in Chicago and my son was like, Mom, I just want to go to McDonald's and just take my bicycle. And that time he was maybe 11. He didn't have a cell phone at the time. So I said, I was very nervous about it because it was his first time to go to the, you know, local place by himself. I said, you know, I need to trust him. So I gave him my phone. I said, just in case you stumble on anything, you can call the house phone. So I gave him the phone. He went to McDonald's, came back without a bike, and came back without a phone and without the food because they jumped him. Of course, of course. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. They jumped him and took the phone, and this kid was traumatized. And I told him, I said, look, I just didn't want to scare him. I said, look, they're just some foolish boys who were hungry, and they they were bored. That's it. Don't worry about it. We'll get another yeah. phone. We'll get another bike. And that was right. just woke me up. And I'm like, you know what? Enough of Chicago. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I live in a neighborhood where I don't lock my doors. Arthur, you didn't hear that. Don't come in my house. No, no. Did I say, Arthur, yeah. I don't lock my doors, right. but your ears are locked. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear that. So, uh, originally, where are you from? We're from Zambia. Zambia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Zambia. Okay. Blair says we're live. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he has to say something so we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Madam Irene, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. You're live now, so let's go ahead. Uh, I don't know if you want to start from the top or you want to just recap and continue. We can. We kind of talked about a whole bunch of things, um, but uh, how many? How 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 much time do we have? We have uh, forty-six minutes remaining right now. Forty-six minutes. Okay. So since we we started off. Um, talking about each other's journeys and who we are. I'm just going to briefly again re-announce, you know, the presence of these beautiful women who are on the show tonight, today. So my name is Irene White. I am uh, actually the, the president for the Zambian Association of Chicago. Um, and uh, we have a gentleman, Arthur. I think I did introduce you guys to him. He's my vice. And Blair, um, the man who actually made this happen just now, he's, uh, he sits on our board. He's uh, the outgoing president, um, but he sits on the board of the same association that we have. So today we have uh, Karen, Pat, and Betty, and they are all breast cancer survivors. 
I just happen to be very good friends with Pat and uh, Karen. We come a long way. We did some work together, and that's how I know them very well. But I'm very happy to learn that there's another woman uh, uh, of substance that I've met today. Her name is Veggie, so I'll follow with her when I'm done with this show. Welcome, Veggie. Hello? I'm here. Okay, I said I'm welcome. Here. Welcome to the show. Welcome. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm driving and I'm in a carpool. I'm not driving, I'm riding. And I'm in oh, a carpool okay. of people who just coming from church. But That's I, I'm fine. Here. I, I'm using it. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to tell us briefly, like maybe for uh, three minutes or so, briefly about yourself and uh, the group that you run? Okay. My name is Virgie Gentry. I'm a three-time breast cancer survivor. Um, 22 years ago, I started my job. Blair, there's something wrong. It echoes. Yeah, no, hold on one second, baby. Uh, uh, Blair, we're having some echoes, like when we, she answers and then it goes into this echo mode. Do you know what that is? Yeah, okay, I'll I'll look into that. I'm looking into it right now. Okay. So, Veggie, you can go ahead. Let's see if it echoes again. If not, we'll try and find, uh, ask the same question maybe to somebody who's not, who's stationed and see if there's a difference. Go ahead. Okay, yes. Um, Like I said, I started my journey um, 22 years ago, and I was uh, at stage three. Uh, breast cancer. I had a five-year survival rate, but God had something different for me. Um, and then that was in 1990. And then in 2000 and I think five, 97, 2004, I was diagnosed again with stage two triple negative. And um, in 2016, I was diagnosed with um, stage zero, so at that time I decided to um, have a double mastectomy because I knew once I had um, breast cancer in each one of my breasts, I couldn't go back again to get retreated um, for the same thing. So um, back in 2000, 2013, um, God put it on my heart to find a support group with African-American women because I started running into younger girls, uh, younger women that were diagnosed with breast cancer, but I thought after my second diagnosis that it wasn't no more cancer, period. Mm-hmm. But uh, that wasn't so. That wasn't so. So it was like every of a young woman I talked to, they were either in treatment or just got diagnosed. So um, that's what matters at heart came in, and that's the support group and the Breast Cancer Foundation. And 
Uh, we meet the needs of um, young people walking journey with them, um, uh, trying to stay in contact with them, um, and, and just encourage them that, you know, that they can make it and give them information about, uh, you know, early detection and, I mean, that's what it's about right now is early detection because uh, this cancer do not discriminate. It don't care what color you are or what age you are, who you are, you know. And it's like it's uh, approaching us rapidly, you know. But I feel that we can get educated and continue educating young women and young girls about this and one day soon we'll be free of all this. Okay. That's, that's really wonderful. Um, and you're right, early detection is uh, the only way to, uh, to beat this because once you are diagnosed early, uh, the do- you give a chance to the doctors to actually know what to do with your you know, diagnosis. Unlike when you go in, sitting on a time bomb, you go in very late, and then they tell you that, you know, it's all spread out, it's harder for them to work with you. Um, it's something that we've discussed in the past, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, like I said, after this segment, I will follow you. I have your phone number, and um, I'll visit you at your, you know, one of these sessions that you have, and I can speak there. So we'll take that, that journey off the, the air, and we're done. So we're now going to go to Miss Pat, Miss yes. Beautiful Pat. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, my name is Pat Henderson, and I'm a cancer survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Don. <laughs> Seven years I've been diagnosed with ductal carcinoma. And I must say I'm feeling wonderful. And it's a pleasure talking to you, Miss Irene, Miss Beautiful Irene, Miss Diva, like I call you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. If only we could go back to those times when we were taking all that chemotherapy. Yeah. And it's so strong together because there was a bond there that I said, uh-uh, this is never going to break. We drift apart. But something yeah. can bring us back together. And right. I we lost the circle of group members. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of hit, hit us. It hit me, really, because I did question. And Karen was talking about being fearful along this, you know, recovery. And mm-hmm. we do get fearful at times. Like when Deborah passed away, I, fe- yeah. I just was so fearful that, oh, my God, that could have been me. Yeah. You know, so, but um, I had a double mastectomy. Because I had a large lump in my right breast, and the doctor said, well, you know, nothing is wrong with the left. Likely, we don't know along the way, you can, you know, there can be a, a lump in, in, the, in the left. So consider, you know, just the thought, would you willing to take the breast off? I said, she comes without a doubt, said, I want it off. Because I was looking for survival right there. I wasn't. Mm-hmm about, you know, like, oh, my God, my breast is gone. Until when it happened, I, I don't have any boobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 my granddaughter said, Grandma, 
Are you getting those bills back? So then I friend of mine, like, you know, you survive or do or die, so I have to do I cannot die. Yeah, sure. You know, I decided, I said, okay, to get my priorities together. I put my trust in the Lord, and I had beautiful friends. Absolutely the most. Value team right there. You need that strong, strong support. And when I was with my girls, I mean, we cried, we laughed, we talked. Mm-hmm. You know what? We got through. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. So um, I had my, my, like I said, I had chemo for a long time. It really did a toll on me, but I can only speak from my perspective. I did have a hard time with chemotherapy, but I overcame that. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, and a lot of a lot of women can do the same thing. You just have to have that faith and trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. Friends with positive attitudes and positive words. Yeah, we can overcome. True. Yes, right. <laughs> we have. Yes, with that, I will pass it on to the parents. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Pat, for that wonderful uh, explanation about yourself that I already know that I'm <laughs> dealing with a strong woman. Um, so, Pat, just briefly, Pat and I met in the in the chemotherapy room. So okay. she used. I used to find that it, I think she, her appointment was always a little earlier than me. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, so I'd find us sitting in our, you know, in the chair where we used to do the chemotherapy, and I would walk in with my daughter. Remember, I used to come with my daughter. Yes. Yeah. I'd come in all dressed up with heels and lipstick. Me, I didn't come in looking like a sick person. And she used to look at me like this woman has so much courage and so much like, you know, like uh, charisma. And I'll come in there and I'll do my thing. And then, you know, one day she just said, I like your energy. Where do you get all this energy? I'm like, I don't know. It's just me. <laughs> and since that time, we became friends, and then we went to this uh, support group, and then that's how we met Karen. And the whole story is exactly what these guys have said. Uh, but I'm so blessed to have them. So now it's Miss Karen. Miss Karen, you know why I'm so proud of you? You took this. Um, journey of uh, our story and made it big. Miss Karen will tell you how she worked with uh, the American Cancer Society and what she did for them. And uh, you can take your story and go the furthest you can so that women can listen to you and pick one or two things from your story and say, you know what, if this happens to me, I'm going to fight it like Karen. If this happens to me, I'm going to fight it like Kat. If this happens to me, I'm going to fight it like Virgie. Or if this happens to me, I'm going to fight it like Irene. Because each one of us has a different story that's uplifting. Miss Karen, tell us about you. Yes. So my journey started, I was at work, and I was having a really hard time. And my doctor put me on FLMA. And that was such a blessing because now I had time to go get my um, mammogram. And when I got my mammogram in 2005, uh, that's when they discovered 
that I had not just a lump, but I had a mass in my left breast. So it stayed zero, no problem. I had a mastectomy. You know, life was grand. Um, I continued on. and But the nurse, uh, the oncologist nurse, told me one thing that I had to always remember. She said, Karen, remember, it's your life and it's your body. So no matter how many times you have to ask questions, you ask questions so that you can make the best decision for your treatment for your life. And I always remember that, and I try to encourage other ladies to always do that. You must be your own advocate. But Mm -hmm. after my five years, you know, hey, you know, I was back at work, traveling, doing my whole thing. You know, this whole cancer thing was behind me. And then three years after that, it came back on the same side on my left breast chest wall. And there I had an aggressive tumor, about seven centimeters, and that's when I needed to go through the chemo and radiation and surgery and the the treatments afterwards. Uh, But with that, I was fine. You know, I met met Irene and Pat and a couple other ladies in our group, and we were able to kind of encourage each other uh, when one was down. Uh, the other would kind of lift us up. If one needed information, uh, I, I just have to share briefly, uh, I had lost my private insurance, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I was in treatment, and one of the ladies uh, told me about the IBCCP program, the Illinois Blessed and Service Cancer Program, that as long as you're in treatment, no matter what income you're making, not based on income, it's based on treatment, Um, that you can get a free medical card. So I'm encouraging other women that don't worry about if you don't have insurance and you don't have money to get the mammogram because there are so many programs out there that can help you. So don't let that be a deterrent for you to seek out help and support. So with that, I was sharing my story. I became a um, volunteer at American Cancer Society. I do one-on-one breast cancer support uh, there. I do their wig fittings, and, and that's really a wonderful journey for me because I'm able to encourage women as they have lost their hair from treatment to say it's okay. You know, you're still who you are. We just, you know, temporarily have lost our hair. And then I also have been a volunteer with the Gilded Club going out to different events and sharing my story and information about uh, support that they provide for the cancer community. So lately I have just started the Cancer Support Team and what that organization does is we have a monthly support meeting for the survivors and then another meeting for our caregivers. And in addition to that, we're offering one-on-one uh, cancer patient support, which means that we need to come and visit you, provide a visit, give you a care there. 
talk to you on the phone, give you some spiritual literature to just keep you empowered uh, as you go through your journey. We like to walk with others as they go through their journey. So my, my motto is, I've been where you are. Let me help you move to where I am and beyond. And hmm. so, so that's my story. Oh, my God, that is so wonderful. And you just reminded me of Gilda's Club. I know yes. you mentioned Gilda's Club, then I remember. So so in case you guys who are listening don't know what Gilda's Club, it's a, it's a non-for-profit uh, organization that's based, I think they have one in downtown Chicago and one, I think, on 95th and Cicero, uh, right? Kilborn, yeah. Kilbourne, yeah, around there, mm-hmm. they have two. So Gilda's Club, what it is, is it's a club um, that allows people that have gone through uh, the cancer journey, whether you are the patient or you're the caregiver or you're just a friend and you are, you are impacted by, by breast cancer, to be a member of it, and every program they have there is free. So you just go and sign up as my name is Arthur and my friend Irene um, went through a cancer journey. I just want to know a little bit. And they have fun things. Like we went there, we had, I think we had the New Year's. What was that that we went to where there was music and um, and stuff the last time we went? It was a, uh, a Christmas party. Yeah, a Christmas party. Yeah, they threw a Christmas party for all the cancer survivors. It was really nice, and the food was on point. It came from, like, a five-star restaurant, the territory. Uh, it was really nice. They have art. For children, my son has been to their to their uh, summer school. Um, they have summer mm-hmm. programs for students or for students who are um, their their parents are members. Whether you're a cancer patient or you're just a, a friend or a support, your children can still benefit from it. So it's a very good program. Um, yeah. So before I go into the insurance part, which is very important. I wanted to ask uh, um, my colleague, Asa, if he has any questions for you, beautiful ladies. Yes, 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 I do. Um, I, I just wanted to find out um, what, uh, how the, the diagnosis of breast cancer affected your, your, your ability to make a living. You know, I mean, we, we, we all you know, have to make money. And then when you're given that diagnosis, I mean, how... How does it how does it impact your ability to earn money? I'm sure you can. I'll give all three of you to answer that, like just briefly, so all of you can uh, give us an answer. So we'll start with you, Veggie. Are you still in the car? Okay, we'll go to Pat. Pat, can you answer that briefly? How oh. did uh, your financial status um, affect you when you were going were diagnosed? Okay, um, when I was first diagnosed, I was working. I had a job, mm-hmm. and after I, it took me like um, since the time I was diagnosed, until I worked until a year and six months when I couldn't sleep it no more. Okay. Okay. Uh, I decided I can't do this anymore. So, um, well, you know what? To be honest with you, I was the person that always, like, set aside something for rainy day. Mm-hmm. So I had something there. 
But then I exhausted all that after a while. You know how that works, right? I exhausted all that after a while. So, and I'm in a private insurance, but I, um, that went away also. So I decided to go with the IBCP program. And that enabled me to all my medical skills. It would have been such a huge amount. There's no way I don't I could have ever paid that back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was all way. Okay. So I mean, I've got staff members helping out, and that's how we get back. You know, when you get stronger, you start again. Right. That's how you know I was able to do what I did. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I able to do. But it's it's a hard thing. Very hard. Very hard financially. Right. And and, and you Karen, uh, uh how, how how did it how did it impact you? How did that how did it affect you? How did the diagnosis of breast cancer affect your ability to make a living? Karen. Wow. Okay. So I um am a single income person. Okay. And right. so when I got diagnosed, I was on FLMA, and then I proceeded on to short-term and long-term, right? Right. And so, but that cut my salary, you know, uh, about 50%. Mm-hmm. So it was it was very, very difficult uh, to adjust, you know, and, and make me meet when your salary is cut. I am still currently on disability, you mm-hmm. know, so I, I still am able to pay my bills. And I adjusted a whole lot of stuff that I was doing. You know, I, I you know, wrung it all down. And then as far as uh, the medical part, which is extremely important to me, is I have, I'm under the IBCCP program, but I decided my health is more important. Right. You have to make that decision, you know. Is the finances more important or is your health? So I, you know, they pressured me to come back. But I decided that if I go back and work up under the extreme stressful environment that I was in, Yes. That that wouldn't not be good for my health. So I just opted to just adjust uh, my living standards so that I can uh, be at peace. Okay. Um, I'll I'll go back to Pat. Uh, Pat, you you mentioned the the IBCP program. What what is the IBCP program for for all listeners who don't understand who have no knowledge oh. of it? Can you uh, briefly okay. describe what it is and what it does to uh, to uh, cancer uh, patients? Okay. The IBCC program is the Illinois Breast and Cervical Cancer mm-hmm. System. I mean, it's by the government. And with people that do not have insurance, it's a nice program to get involved with. Because, like, mm-hmm. if they cover all expenses for your medical skills, and um, the program is just a warranty. As long as you're in that you're in treatment, 
mm-hmm. like for example, pain is still in treatment. I be
insurance now. You have insurance, yeah. Right. The whole premise Mm -hmm. is that you don't have insurance. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let me add something on the IBCCP. When I when I got the IBCCP, um, I a friend of mine who passed on had uh, stage four breast cancer, and then I consulted her into like what should I do. So she told me that you need to do a BRAC test. I don't know if you guys did the BRAC analysis test. I did the test. You did. So the BRAC test is a test that determines if cancer runs in your family. Mm-hmm. So uh, she advised me to do that before I could do any treatment because at least I could advise my siblings to say, hey, this runs in our family, so you should be on the lookout. So fortunately, it tested negative, so it just was me that had it. So immediately I did, and that I qualified to do that because I had IBC. It's a very, very expensive test. Yes. If I didn't have it, I wouldn't have, I don't even know how I'd have paid for it. So, like the ladies are saying, when you fall under the umbrella of IBCCP, again, IBCCP stands for Illinois Breast and Cervical Cancer Program. It's a program that's set for any any person that, um, even if you work, you have an income, you can fall in that because it covers everything. Uh, as you all know, when you have when you are diagnosed with uh, uh, breast cancer, you have other hiccups that come through. Maybe uh, um, a side effect from the medication, a side effect from chemo, a side effect from so many things. And that, that again, becomes a, uh, an illness that you have to go and see the doctor for. Sometimes your bones become very weak because of all these things that have gone through. We literally have been thrown under the bus. So that said, yes. you qualify under that. Mm-hmm. So before we go any further, uh, before we continue that, I just wanted to know if there are any listeners out there that have a question, um, please call in. We have Blair on the lookout. He'll give me a clue that um, uh, somebody is uh, asking a question, and I'll answer that. Um, if you have a question, please call in and ask us anything. But in the meantime, um, uh, I'll just do a recap again. We have uh, uh, Karen Hall, who's uh, one of our uh, old-time friends in this in this field, we've been doing this for, I don't know how long have we known each other now? Six, seven years, okay. maybe? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, six, seven, seven years. Yeah. And so is Pat, Pat Henderson. Also, she's one of the, the people in a group that we formed a long time ago as a support system. I think that same group that we started, uh, Cancer Survivors Fighting Together, was kind of like a brain for us to do the mm-hmm. things that we're doing now. Because right. we, mm-hmm. we needed to have that in order for us to, to see where, where we, we have the strength to carry on the torch, to go and tell the world this is what's going on out there. So a lot of people didn't know about IBCCP. Now they know. A lot of people didn't know that you can do a BRAC test that determines um, if cancer runs in your family. Uh, if it doesn't, at least you know that uh, you can uh, fight it. One of the things that I know that we've done, all of us on the forum, is if you have a great support system behind you, I'm oh. telling you, there is nothing. Oh, yeah. There is yeah. nothing that can come through your face and you cannot challenge it. Right. You, need, you need God. You need God every day. You have to pray every day, every day. You know, I used to open the Bible and just randomly pick a verse and use that verse for the whole day 
to teach myself things about God. Then, then the next thing, I had a lot of family uh, and friends that surrounded me. I think because of that, this is the reason why I do the things that I do right now in my country. I give back mm-hmm. because I was given mm-hmm. in abundance. I was given things that I didn't expect. And that humbled me because I realized that I must be a very nice person for people to come in numbers and help me the way they helped me. They did help me. I didn't work for three years because I couldn't work. I, I, I was a single mom. I'm coming from a single income, like Karen said. And I think so is Pat. Pat also came from a situation where she had to fight this financially on her own. That's At right. that mm-hmm. time, Karen and, uh, and, and Pat were lucky. I think there was Karen, there was Pat, there was another lady. I don't want to mention names. But I think we are like four of us in our group. They were lucky that we are approved for disability. I wasn't. They denied me twice. So yeah. I had no choice but to go back and hustle again. I had to hustle in my own way and just make ends meet yeah. so I could feed my child. But mm-hmm. in a nutshell, Arthur, the question that you asked, it will affect you whether you had a 100000 you had a six-figure job, or mm-hmm. you had a minimum job. Cancer just That's keeps right. you... Hits you in places where you don't even know how to pick yourself. But once you pick yourself, don't look back. Just keep on challenging through life. Listen to your doctors. Uh, change your diet. Make sure you eat things that are, are good for your body. Make mm-hmm. sure you're around people that make you smile, laugh. You know, these guys know me that I used to goof around all the time. I, you, you have to be around such kind of uh, energy. In order for you to, yeah. to tell yourself, you know what, I got this. You know what, I got this. Otherwise, we'll be lost. We'll yeah. be lost in this thing. So one of the things I want to do is, uh, because we don't have a lot of time on this program, I yeah. want us to mm-hmm. have another segment all entirely up to uh, up, uh, for insurances and uh, how, which hospitals are good for us to go to, if you want to go where they don't even uh, give you a hard time like enrolling in IBCCP, if we don't want to talk about specific hospitals, we can, if we want to, we can call the hospitals and tell them we're having a blog talk radio and you guys run this program, do you want us to mention your name? Because they're happy well, to hear that. I might be able, I might be able to find uh, Messi can do it for us. Yeah. Messi yeah. can, can do it for us in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I say something? Absolutely, you can. I um, I'm very proud of both of you ladies, and uh, you know I'm very proud of Karen because this forming the her organization CSG is a dream for Karen. And also, we yes. to talk about people in your country and. and I think you do a wonderful job. So I just want you to know that I'm on Karen Board of Directors. Yes. I'm so honored. And um, wanted to put out yes. a wonderful, wonderful, and it's a wonderful program. And I'm looking forward to it to broaden so we can do wonderful things for people. Yeah. yeah. I'm oh, I agree. On, on, on the next Paul, uh-huh. would it be possible if we talk about some of the signs and symptoms 
Yes. Some of the work? Yeah, we can do that. I think I think the next program, what we're going to do, Karen, is we are all going to, like, give each other, uh, we're going to have a program set together mm-hmm. and, and okay. find the, source, the resources mm-hmm. before okay. we get on the program. Like, you know, the, the idea that you came up with, we can do that. Yeah. We will do pre, pre-reading, like we'll look at it and, you know, like scratch through the things that are not really important. And then the ones that are important, we'll get the resources and then we'll have that for that program. So maybe after the okay. program, you guys, we can talk about it. And you tell me which programs you want to air next time. So, um, and after this, we'll probably have people calling in to ask questions that you should have talked about this, or maybe next time can you talk about this? We'll write it down, and then I'll I'll run it through you guys, and then you tell me which ones we can tackle. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right, uh, Mr. Blair, do you have any questions for my ladies? Yes. So in closing, uh, just, um, and I know uh, most of us uh, have relied on uh, on God, on family, and uh, uh, the support systems that uh, each state offers. So what kind of... Uh, uh, advice do you have for somebody maybe that's in a, in, a, in, a, in a moment where they think maybe they're losing the battle or things are not looking great, what kind of advice would you have for those situations? You care. <laughs> okay. Uh, first off, you have to give honor praise to, to God. And and don't look at the crisis, but look at the Christ that is within you. Secondly, if you don't have a support system or don't have anyone to call, okay, uh, call you can call the American Cancer Society. They have a wealth of information that can help you financially. They can give you directions uh, emotionally. Oftentimes, we may need to talk to a counselor, so don't think that's so horrible. Uh, there are support groups out there. You know, you can call our support group. Uh, there's many, many avenues, so please don't just sit at home in silence, okay, because you, it's important to reach out. Um, there are... Um, there are there is a uh, uh, when you've been diagnosed, you know, for X amount of days, if they have the ability to come to you and bring in the nurse and bring in the doctor and and help you get the bed at, at your home, so whatever it takes, they're willing to assist. You. So there is support out there for you. Uh, to just show, please don't. You know, uh, like my group, uh, if you just need somebody to come and not even talk, just listen, just hold your hand uh, and, and just allow you to, uh, if you need to cry, cry. If you if you just need that human touch, whatever it takes, just reach out. Yeah, that, that's okay. awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. 
Uh, Mr. Blair, how many minutes do we have so I can I can real? Yeah, we have to. three minutes remaining right now, so yeah. I don't. It's difficult, and you know, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, like we said, we can we can uh, yeah we can do an extension to this. Like you know, breast cancer program is not something you can talk in ten minutes in one hour. No. Even in a whole day, you can't. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot that has been. Um, you know, improved uh, that we need to share with a lot of people. I, uh, you guys, you are on the forum. I just wanted to um, tell you that I have a, a, a Facebook page called uh, Pink Love, and um, we, well, it came about uh, because uh, in my country right now, early mammogram, early mammogram is not uh, emphasized because we, we, ha- we lack funds. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women don't do their mammograms. They end up going to the hospital and they already have a lot of uh, oh wow yeah a lot of complications inside. So I started this pink club and a mammogram is only fourteen dollars to do for the whole year. Fourteen dollars. That's all you have to pay. And there are some women in Zambia that don't have that fourteen dollars. So for Women's Day today, pink club. Um, uh, sponsored ten ten women to do uh, yearly mammogram for that fourteen dollars. So we offered that for free, and they're going to go and do that. And I'm hoping I can continue getting donations uh, to uh, pay for these uh, yearly mammograms, so we can save our women, we can save our mothers, our sisters, and our friends. Mm-hmm. They need to be here to test- testify, just like you, me, Karen, and Veggie are doing. So I just wanted you guys to know if you're on Facebook, you can find the page, like it, and we go. If this is um, this is a foundation. Oh, just 90 seconds. Anyway, I'm very, very proud of both of you, and thank you so much for coming on our Blog Talk Radio. I look forward to doing another segment with you. This time I'm going to align the most important things that we talk about. And um, thank you so much for the engineer, Mr. Blair, for putting this together, and my best friend, Arthur, for being uh, my lead and my uh, <laughs> my backbone. So we did this, and I hope we can do it again. I love you guys, and I'll call you after the segment. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Thanks, guys. It's going to cut off on its own. Yeah. All right. Bye. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.